0: So it really does translate into not only a genuine efficiencies on the shop floor, but frankly, much higher quality data. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right, is allowing an agency to collect the vital data that you need to run your operation, but you don't want to overly burden your staff. So it has to be drop dead simple to use, and your PZAM is. And then what it does is it frees up these highly valued people. They're in and out of EAM, lickety-split, and they're back to doing their primary job, which is fixing the bus, repairing or inspecting the rail vehicle, because the software is no longer in the way. It's actually helping
1: them do their job. One of the things about any organization, no matter where you are in the world, is they have to manage a lot of stuff in their enterprise the people, the money, the things, manufacturing, supply chains, and everything. And that really comes into a couple big chunks of software. One is Enterprise Resource Planning, or ERP. And the other one is Enterprise Asset Management, or EAM. Today, we're going to talk about why EAM and ERP aren't interchangeable. This is Trish Hussey, and welcome to another edition of Inside Trapeze. I'm here with Brett Koenig, from our, from the EAM team, your industry solutions manager. Great to be with you this afternoon. So ERPs are everywhere. Most big companies have ERPs, whether a public or organization or not. And they work great for finance and HR and those things. But are they good for managing assets?
0: Yeah, great question, right? So... Um... ERP systems, you know, came out of the need uh, in the 90s, obviously, to manage uh, at large enterprises, critical resources related to people, related to the flows of money. Um, And so the common large modules that people talk about when they talk about an ERP or an enterprise resource planning system are your general ledger, your financial uh, modules in terms of tracking the flows of money, um, your purchasing modules, your uh, human resource modules modules those are the the common ones that come up payroll uh, as well and so yeah these these big players right in the ERP space you've got uh, common household names like the oracles of the world sap microsoft has uh, their own erp platform that's the place that the, those uh, big vendors play in uh, selling their erp systems into all kinds of verticals and entities around around the world right any organization that has people uh, needs uh, ERP to track uh, those finances. But your question is, yeah, can they manage assets too? And of course, the short answer is most of these ERP solutions have uh, a fixed assets register. So they start from that standpoint, right? That the fixed assets that they own, the capital assets that they own need to be tracked from a financial perspective. And so that's kind of their starting point. And that's really their strength, right, of these tools is they really are financially oriented and people oriented. Uh, But when it comes to our industry, which is transit and rail, uh, that's really where they fall down. They may try to track the assets. Some of them have EAM type modules. But really what we see is that in transit, our assets are very complex, certainly Uh, for multimodal agencies and agencies that uh, get into the rail space. And ERP systems alone, the asset and maintenance capabilities
1: that they offer,
0: uh, fall down and fall short uh, with multimodal uh, type assets.
1: So it seems kind of logical. You're you're an agency, you have a limited budget, you don't want too many tools. Is that why Agencies wind up trying to combine EAM and ERP together in, in one single solution. Is that what's been driving that? Yeah, you bet. In a lot of cases, senior people at the agencies
0: and I oftentimes IT departments that select that ERP package in the first place, and they're sold on the concept of, oh, that maintenance stuff, oh, tracking that assets, that that's just an easy ad. That's a simple work order module is oftentimes, you know, what they're buying into, but not quite realizing how critical maintenance is in terms of meeting the mission of the agency as a transit operational entity, right? You know, meeting service, interacting with operations to know which buses we have for pullout, all of these critical functions that affect the customer, you know, the person that rides your your service are not being thought of necessarily when they when they add uh, the work order module to their ERP suite, right? They think it's just tracking work orders, but in fact, it's much deeper than that. It's uh, either supporting or hindering your agency's ability to to meet your mission at the end of the day.
1: And you touched on that point earlier. What is the downside? What what are some of the real downsides you've seen of people trying to manage these transit assets, rail, bus, all these things within an ERP system? Where have things started to fall down?
0: So the big downside is that in multimodal agencies, you know, you can really break it out distinctly into to keep it simple, you've got your your fleet or rolling stock assets, you've got your facilities, your buildings, your Uh, bus stops, shelters, et cetera. And then the third category, if it's a rail agency, is you've got your rail infrastructure and linear assets, which of course includes the track and all of that. So if we think of those three major classes of infrastructure, we can start to get more specific about where ERP systems fail. Oftentimes they can do an okay job on the vehicle side, especially rubber wheeled wheeled vehicles, which are a little bit simpler, certainly non-revenue, maybe even on the bus side. But as you start getting into rail vehicles, things get more complex. There are a more complex asset. There's more complex components, the need to track serialized components and the asset hierarchy in a detailed way, the processes related to rebuilding those components when they fail, the processes related to tracking cores and and the configuration management, the engineering uh, view of those assets. ERP systems typically don't do that uh, type of capability well. Similarly, when you get over into very mobile workflows, which is what facilities maintenance is all about, your staff are 100% in the field interacting with buildings and bus stops and shelters. So mobile becomes a huge critical part of what they do. Not only the execution of the work in the field from a tablet or from a phone, but the documenting of the, the defect by taking pictures of it Those types of things is a a strain or a challenge as well for ERP. And then the third would be, of course, when you get into rail uh, infrastructure where things are highly specialized, not only the linear nature of a lot of the assets, both the track, the overhead catenary wire, etc., but the managing of other complex uh, rail infrastructure assets, whether it's signaling bungalows or structures such as bridges and tunnels, It's just too much. It's just not what ERP systems are designed for. So even though they have maybe a basic work order capability, a basic asset tracking capability, they really aren't designed for those complexities uh, in the
1: the transit and rail space. And then agencies wind up going like, this ERP system is not working. We'll do our own EAM system. And then each of those components you just talked about, the bus side, the rail side, the facility side, they all wind up with their own EAM system in their own little data silos. And that can't be a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm glad you brought that up, right? To highlight that pitfall that some agencies fall for is because of the limitations in in ERP, they may allow rail to buy their own thing. They may allow bus to buy their own thing. And then you get all these separate silos of work order data, asset data. And then you've created a huge problem when it comes to reporting, Uh, Any type of standardization across the agency, uh, any type of TAM or state of good repair exercise becomes complicated by many times. And so that's where, again, really, when we talk about EAM as a a product area and a type of enterprise system, that's really the strength of EAM and the few players that are real specialists in this space, such as Trapeze with our EAM system, is that fundamentally uh, at its foundation, it's a tool that can handle all of those transit assets in one system and support all of the work order or workflow variations and asset type variations that come with that level of complexity so that's really what eam is about is it's about a specialized tool that's going to work exceptionally well for all of the maintenance folks within a transit enterprise so they'll be thrilled about the tool that they're interacting with on a daily, daily basis whether it's the work order capabilities or mobile capabilities or materials management and inventory or engineering screens for asset configuration management, all of that is tailor-made for the maintenance people within transit. And meanwhile, the financial folks and the folks in payroll can still be happy in their ERP system. And then it's not a big deal these days to just build the interfaces between EAM uh, and ERP so that both sides are happy. So the the term that's kind of emerged in the industry for that design, uh, which works so well at multimodal agencies, is best of breed, right? Let finance have a tool that works exceptionally well for them. Let maintenance have their EAM tool, which works exceptionally well for them. It's best of breed on both sides. And the interfaces keep the two in sync.
1: Right. I mean, if we think about like some of the the payoff, if you have a truly enterprise asset management system in terms, it it manages all the assets of the entire enterprise. Yeah, instead of silos, that's it. I mean, that that seems like it's it's much more clean, and you have a holistic view, and that can be a real payoff, even beyond people liking the system they work with.
0: You bet. And so we're really drawing clear lines around the definition of enterprise. And what we're saying is that a transit agency, there really is at least you know two clear uh, enterprise systems, your ERP being your financial and people-oriented enter- system, fine. But then you also need an enterprise system for all of your physical infrastructure. And that's where EAM comes in, is that single system for all of that. And the payoffs are just that, that uh, you're going to be able to meet your key criteria for you as an agency, which is you need assets that are safe to to use, right? Uh, for your customers. So buses and trains and track uh, that's safe. You need assets that are reliable so that things aren't breaking down and keeping your customers late from getting into the office or getting to that meeting on time. And that really is where EAM shines, right? It's the solution that's going to assure that your assets are safe and clean and reliable. And that's going to have a direct positive impact on your customers, which is at, at the end of the day, what transit's all about. That's the holy grail, right? Having thrilled customers, that's what an EAM gives you.
1: And now you talked about finance still wants their data. And in the model where each sort of part of an agency has been able to go on their own, they would have to build their own interface from each of these systems into Oracle or SAP or JD Edwards or whatever. And having been on the IT side of the world, that sounds like a terrible pain because you're you're managing what three, four, five different connecting interfaces into your, e- your ERP system. Like, like that has to be a data integration nightmare. Whereas with a single system, you have one connection. How do you, how are the that data gap? Is bridged. How are we, how do we do that to make sure finance gets what they want and need to, you know, make be their best to breed.
0: Yeah, yeah, really good point. The interface topic is key. What I like to say is, you know, here we are. You know, twenty twenty two, integrations are going to happen, no matter what just because there's too many critical interconnecting systems these days, right? And we can talk through so many examples. But if we focus just on the topic of today, which is your financial ERP and your asset management EAM, having all of your assets in one EAM, like we talked about, simplifies things incredibly because then you just have one set of interfaces back to finance to support your purchasing workflows and the flows of your maintenance costs. Across to your correct, you know, journal vouchers and general ledger from a budgetary perspective to to attract that critical part of of running your business, which is maintaining the assets. So so that's just one set of interfaces, and that can be either supported these days through, you know, in Trapeze's case, we offer a very robust uh, middleware for securely brokering the transactions back and forth to make sure that EAM, let's say, doesn't let go of a particular uh, interface transaction until we know. That the ERP side has consumed it, so there's queuing and things that can that are in place to assure that the data flows across uh, securely. But the other big trend, of course, these days, as another method for interfacing, is we offer a full API or application programming interface as a technical gateway for also a supporting integration. Right, so. We have a a ton of capability to support those interfaces either way uh,
1: to bridge that
0: gap depending upon the agency's preferences.
1: Cool. Yeah. Perfect. So now let's talk about a couple different, the the way this plays out. So you've got to say you have an agency who's put everything into an ERP system and they need to disentangle it. Sure. Or you also have this situation where you have had the agency where they've got those siloed stacks across disparate EAM systems you need to bring them together. How how have we done that? How has that helped agencies? I mean, walk through that process. So any work that an agency's
0: done uh, collecting asset data, clean data on your physical assets, is fantastic, right? Um, assuming that the data is in decent shape, um, whether it's in uh, the ERPs' fixed asset registry or maybe even in some work order module of the ERP, or separate maintenance systems that perhaps you know different divisions were allowed to purchase at any point. Some of that can be really uh, wonderful because you're starting from a point of having master records that hopefully are, are decent data. Really the next step, you know once you identify those existing systems and system of records for that master data, so the vehicles, your facilities, uh, et cetera, is then it's a standard approach of converting the data, exporting it out of those tools, and then bringing it into the EAM system. And that's all part of the proven approach that Trapeze uses as part of our projects, right? We have a whole set of professional services that we walk an agency through, um, one of which is the data conversion effort. And we've done this at Countless transit agencies, um, but effectively the steps are working with the agency to uh, get the data out. Uh, we can, of course, automate some of that if needed. Uh, sometimes there's a, a fixed assets interface, for example. And if that's in scope and if we built that, then the interface can just flow the asset data across. But believe it or not, you know, this sounds a little bit old fashioned, but uh, another approach that a lot of agencies really like is we just have a, a set of templates in EAM that we can bring to bear too that cleanly show the fields of information for your assets. So simple things like what's the vehicle's number? What's the description of the vehicle? What year manufacturer and model? What's the serial number? And bringing an ERP data's data into a template like that can be a very simple way for agencies to interact with their data and even make some incremental improvements to it and cleanse it. Uh, Sometimes they take advantage of that as part of this type of data conversion project. And then once we have the clean data from them, we have data loader programs that can easily mass load uh, that clean asset data uh, right into trapezi Um, So that's the, the proven approach that tends to work well.
1: And then once it's all set and done... And you've got an EAM system, you've got an ERP system; they're talking to each other. What's it been like for transit agencies who've made this kind of investment, the switch, this productivity enhancement? What's what's it been like for them at, in, at the end?
0: Yeah, it's it's game changing, right, for these maintenance organizations to be able to utilize a tool that's built for their business from the ground up, that's built for transit maintenance. And work order workflows, a mobile workflow, uh, workflows in the warehouse for managing parts, because they're interacting with screens and with a user interface experience that's just so much more intuitive. Um, so instead of having to uh, interact with three screens and, and do seven clicks in order to perform a common transaction like uh, requesting a part, You know, in EAM, it's the click of one big button that's right there in front of them all along. So it really does translate into not only a genuine efficiencies on the shop floor, but frankly, much higher quality data. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Is allowing an agency to collect the vital data that you need to run your operation, but you don't want to overly burden your staff. So it has to be drop dead simple to use, and Trapeze EAM is. And so you get not only happier end users interacting with the tool that's just intuitive. You know, a great example is not only our role-based portals that we have in EAM, so these web pages that are designed for the job of a, a supervisor managing a lot of maintenance activity and, and crews and staff, but screens designed for the technician right, to execute on the work orders. Similarly, in the parts room, we have a really easy to use screen called the storekeepers portal. So allow the parts clerks to see the demand for parts coming in on their screen and easily check boxes to issue them to work orders in mass, right? These portals and our mobile capabilities really are game changers for these agencies to perform these common transactions with as few clicks as possible. And then what it does is it frees up these highly valued people, say a technician, they're in and out of EAM, lickety split, super easy for them to look up the information they need for them to start tracking their labor. And they're back to doing their primary job, which is fixing the bus, you know, repairing or inspecting the rail vehicle, because the software is no longer in the way. It's actually helping them do their
1: job. Yeah, yeah it's like... That is one of the key things uh, when we've talked, you and I have talked about EAM before, is that there is a huge resistance, especially on the shop floor, to putting things into EAM systems if they're a royal pain to put things into the EAM system. If you make them easy, you get the data. And then, like you said, once you have the data, that's gold. You can do so many things to understand how your agency operates once you have good, clear, consistent data. You and I will talk about data in another time because that's a whole other topic. But if someone wants to go and they're hearing this and they're like, wow, okay, I want to know more about this because the separate data silos sounds like us or we're fighting the asset management within an ERP system. Yeah, that's that's my days that end and why what are they what should their next step be?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh the EAM team at Trapeze um is here. To answer any questions as as things come up, Uh, we've got uh, good resources, of course, on the Trapeze webpage through the Enterprise Asset Management uh, links. You can find my information. Uh, Happy to have you reach out to me and I'll respond to answer any questions that you have or to demonstrate product or share case studies about other transits uh, and what they're doing that's working so well for them. Because that's really, again, for us what it's all about is because we solely focus on transit. Um, Our EAM system is uh, tailor-made for the industry. We're trying to make the single best EAM system we can in transit. And so it's the hundred other agencies that are using our system that's continuing to push us forward and evolve this thing and make it better with every release. So that's a really exciting thing about being with Trapeze and with this platform is the, the stepping on each other's shoulders that happens when one agency and the next agency uh, joins the group, right? Just reach out to us, and we're happy to, uh, to answer your questions and respond.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Brett. Thanks for your time and chatting. Of course. This has been Tristan, another edition of Inside Trapeze, and today we were talking about EAM and ERP and, you know, sometimes... St- Two different systems is better than just one, or five.